We're shedding our masks and breaking down walls. Hell, we may even drop our drawers. That's right. We're going commando with Angela and Dana. Hi, my name is Dana Sardano, and this is Angela DeMarco, and we are Going Commando. Going Commando is a little show that we put together because, again, I'll say it, we think we're funny, but also <laughs> we've got we've got a lot to say, and uh, especially about um, the importance of authenticity, the importance of just being who you are, and um, and releasing as much fear as you can about the reaction of others. Angela and I have clearly, we've really cornered the market on that. And, uh, and we're hoping by doing so, we give you permission to do the same. So thanks for joining us. And good morning, Miss Angela. Good morning, Dana. Um, yeah, cornered the market on authenticity. <laughs> Not giving a shit. <laughs> There's another reel that we just got that we were like, you know, blah, blah, blah. We don't care. Clearly. Clearly. <laughs> Clearly, we don't care. Yeah, um, I was commenting on somebody's post, and I forget, I'm sorry, I forget who it was, but it was a really, really cool thing about, you know, being authentic. Mm -hmm. And, um, and the idea, I think it was Andrea's, maybe it was um, the thing about, you know, you can't be, uh, if you can't be truly authentic, like, like the, the first step is to not be inauthentic, right? Mm -hmm. Is to just like, observe as opposed to react right because I, I as a as the queen chameleon that existed in this lifetime at so many you know many i used to always be like what do they want me to say how can i sound smart how can i be you know important in this meeting and get recognized look what can i say things or how can i t that person who annoys the hell out of me how can i be like oh my god i love your hair like like you know like, you know you oh, tell me hair. these things but i'm just like whoa <laughs> oh I've been there because I chose to not be who I was so that other people could feel comfortable or my perception of them feeling comfortable. Well, it was, it was a, a learned coping mechanism. You know what it I mean? It was a learned coping mechanism. Yeah. So the, the, the best thing for me, um, in AA, they used to say restraint of pen and tongue, right? Like, don't say the first thing that comes to mind. Oh, well, you know? whoopsie. <laughs> Well, now it's different. Now it's different. This is when I was undoing that coping mechanism, yeah, yeah, yeah. of course. But like, yeah, like the the don't immediately knee jerk react. Like, sit back, observe. You know. Yeah, yeah. How do I feel about this thing? Okay, yeah. let me just you know. And so the best thing to do when you're trying to practice, uh, you know, becoming more yourself publicly, is to simply just not be inauthentic. Yeah. We'll start there. Yes, they're yeah. there. It's they're there, and 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 it's a little scary when you're used to putting up walls. But uh, but I mean, I I can say firsthand. I mean, you know this. Like, life is just so easy. My husband says I'm feral. He's like, you are feral. I'm like, listen, I I can't be anybody else. I got to tell you, this is so funny. So, because our last episode, we talked a lot about how um, the men in our lives in the past have tried to kind of stifle us or, you know, I told a story about, you know, being held by the throat, you know, and things like that. And so when, when I was cutting, when I was uh, cutting the timestamps for those reels, like that was a lot in my mind. So 
my husband, my fucking movie, <laughs> he is such a saint because every idea I have, like he shits on it, but he's always like, okay, what do I need to do? Like, he's like always on board with me. He's so great. So we're in the car driving to the gallery for the 16th time this weekend so I can bring more shit home so we can carry a giant dresser up the stairs because it's got to be on the second floor, right? Okay. So you, you get my point. So I turned him in the car and I go, Rob, and I was sincere because of what we were talking about. Have I ever been too much for you? <laughs> he goes, I swear to God, I thought he was going to go, no, Spooby, you're wonderful. Shame on me, right? He goes, are you fucking kidding me? He's like, always, always. <laughs> He's like, from the moment I met you, that's all you are is too much. That's all it is. That's, you're, are, you, are you seriously asking me that? Like, he was like pissed off. I was like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> I Thanks. I go, I go, then why do you stay? And he's like, oh my God, do I even have a choice at this point? He's like, he goes, you're like a Bud Light. I'm like, zzz, zzz. like, he was like, he's like, that's it. I'm stuck. I'm here. I'm here. And I was, but obviously, if you know my husband, he, he meant it with humor. He meant it with love. Like, yeah. but he was like so appalled that I would even consider that I was not too much. So, but you know what? Find your schmoopy because I get to be too much. And still have somebody pretend to not like it, but totally appreciate me for it. You know what I mean? Oh my God. Dana, it's ideal. It is ideal. ideal. It's ideal. It's it's, well, it's like it's like you, right? You and I, right? You're you're my (laughs) schmoopy. We were schmoopy, we got more schmoopy, we got home (laughs) schmoopy. Well, yeah, and it's just like like let me just be all of me. Let me be my craziness and my ideas and and stupid and say dumb things and you know, let me just be me and yeah. and that's who you can be the most authentic with. And that's why we have so much fun doing this commando thing. Cause the two of us are like, Yeah, you do you, boo. Oh my I god. Got you. <laughs> I sit here in front of the computer for like, you know, for thirty minutes. I'm like, she there yet? Like this is like my favorite <laughs> thing because we get to just be who we are and like I and share it. Otherwise, yeah. I'm here feral by myself talking to the long guy. Like, hey, aren't I funny? Yeah, yeah. We gotta keep you. We gotta keep you like. Uh, <laughs> gotta give you a plus stage. <laughs> All right, everybody. Okay. So. We are um, in our, our season three, which is a season of 10 Recommandments for Personal Empowerment based on Dana's book. It's going to be a little beep, a little pop, pop it up there. Um, Dana's book has um, been a game changer. I think we said it before. Um, it's basically like a roadmap on how to be a good human and how to be like a, a well-adjusted human. Well-adjusted is really the word. Well-adjusted. Yeah, well-adjusted because, you know, we come into this world perfect little, little bundles of goo deliciousness and then you know we have all the lessons that are taught to us and the things that happen to us and the coping mechanisms that develop from that and you know it's no fault this is part of the whole this is part of the gig to be a human right is to have these experiences learn from them grow and advance your soul level up if you will (laughs) (laughs) the vomit words So um, we've dedicated this season to 10 Recommandments. Um, There are 10 of them. We've had some extra episodes here and there with some great guests or extended conversation, but we are at Rec 9, and um, it's super... (laughs) This is a good one. This is a good one. I like this one a lot. So, Dana. Okay. Okay. Ninth Recommandment. Okay. Ninth Recommandment. I shall not become so myopic in my perspective of what is 
that I can no longer see beyond the discomfort in which I presently, excuse me, in which I presently reside. Rather, I shall recognize that everything is connected. And although isolated events and experiences may be seemingly unrelated, often upon further inspection, all roads lead to the same thing. My personal growth, my personal empowerment, and my feelings of joy, peace, and freedom. I wanna just add one more piece. This understanding leads me to the understanding that my perspective is my reality. And if I shift my perspective, I shift my reality, transmuting all circumstances through my thoughts, then beliefs, then actions. Booyah. Yeah. <laughs> that's like a, that's a, that's a mic drop one. Yeah. Yeah. It's huge. It's huge. It yeah. is huge. It is that, that the, the taking off one pair of glasses and putting on another and everything changes because everything's up here. Yep. Yep. So, it's really something, one. you know, thoughts are nothing but energy and everything is energy. And when we change our thoughts, we transmute the energy and then the, the, the perspective, uh, the experiences that we have shift. And uh, I was thinking about this this morning um, when we were going to do this. I'm like, all right, how woo-woo do I want to get with it? Because you can seriously go super woo-woo, but in the practicality of it, it's, it, it's something as simple as having gratitude rather than resentment changes mm. your experience, right? Yes, yes. Yeah, because if you look at... I'm trying to think there was something where it was like, a, oh, thank God we were in this moment. Not that, you know what I mean? Like, it, I'm glad that this experience that really sucked happened in this moment as opposed to where it could have been because something got derailed and now we were here instead of being over there and it would have been so much worse if it was over there. So it's even looking at that experience that, that, you know, and it could be anything. It could be, you know, you avoided a car accident because you were stuck in traffic, you know, and yeah. it's like, oh, thank God I was stuck in traffic because on the road I normally take, there was a terrible accident. Yeah. And I could have been in that accident yep. as opposed to, oh, the traffic. And then you get to work all grumpy. It's like. I remember when I was teaching, you know the freshman and sophomore years, years, years ago. And I always talked about judgment and perspective and all these things. Again, I created my own curriculum. I'm like, oh yeah, we're doing, this is English. <laughs> this is American <laughs> history. But, uh, but one of the things that I would talk about is like when you're driving down the road and somebody cuts you off, our first instinct, because it comes from fear, <gasps> my safety, right? And then boom, right into anger. And then that person's an asshole, right? Mm -hmm. And you... If you just take a second after that initial, because you could stay in that fear all day and be like, oh my God, he almost hit me. And oh my God, what a jerk. And oh my God, right? So you can stay in it and stay in it and stay in it. And now that becomes your reality. Or you could take a moment, get over the initial, because you can't avoid that. You know what I mean? The initial fear right into anger and just be like, wait a second. I don't know if there's a sick baby in that car. I don't know if this person just got a call that his fiance got into a car accident. I don't know that. I don't know that. Right. So now I'm sitting in anger because I almost got hurt and didn't. So now I'm sitting right. in what almost happened and it didn't. And the reality is I'm safe. We're all safe. That was a jolt. I'm not happy about it. But I make the choice how long I hold on to that jolt. Yeah. I make, and sometimes we do that. There is some sort of meme or. I don't know, some sort of thing I read a while ago. And it was like, do you, are you having a bad day? 
or did you have a bad experience that you continue to relive all day through telling anybody who listened? That's my rule. Uh, right? Yeah, right? So yeah. if I'm driving to work and somebody cuts me off and all day I'm telling the story about that asshole who almost cut me off or who actually, excuse me, cut me off, then I carry that energy all day and I'm getting it on people. Here, here's a little, you know, asshole story for you. And here's a little bit for you and for you. And now I have just created this bubble of negative energy. Yeah. But if I don't, but it, it happened, the same thing happened. And I'm like, oh my God, everybody's safe. And I go to work feeling good. Don't even talk about it. My whole trajectory in my day shifts. Yes. We yes, make the yes. choice. Yes. There was, um, I guess uh, this is a, a lot of AA stuff is coming up in this, I guess, because when, you know, that whole idea of getting sober, that's the whole anger, guilt, shame, frustration mm -hmm. part of that. But so there's a lot of really good advice. And this is for the old timers who are friends of Bill. Um, there are these guys called Joe and Charlie, and they recorded actual tapes <laughs> for you millennials. It was this stuff and a little cassette, and you'd put a pencil in to twist it if it got loose. Government got caught, <laughs> or a yeah. cat got to it. <laughs> oh, forget it. But they, they recorded tapes that made their way to DVDs. Now I believe they're available on YouTube. They're free. And Joe and Charlie go through the the steps in the big book. So it's like, if you're trying to get sober by yourself, you look up Joe and Charlie and they go through the steps. They were talking about one and it always stuck with me because it made so much sense to me um, when we we're talking about resentments, you know, like, cause you have to go through all the things that you're pissed off at. Like you make a list of all the stuff, right? And whatever. And they were like, it's like watching a football game. And that's American football for you people who got in the States. <laughs> um, you know, a, a player's on the field, he, he gets hurt. And so while the medics are handling the player, we're watching the tape over and over and over again, like the different angles and the ow and what happened, did the ball drop, is it, is it, whatever, you know, like what's the play? And then we're still watching these things. And then meanwhile, the game starts to start again, but we're still watching the replays. He's like, the game is going on and you're stuck in the replay over and over and different angles and you're chewing on it. And that becomes the thing of the game that you remember, not the other, however many minutes are in a football game, yeah. you know? Yeah. So yeah, I thought that that good. was really cool. Cause that's, yeah, like, like life goes on. Yes. And if we stay, and I, I think you should talk a little bit about how thoughts, like the, the, that they're f physical things of energy. You know what I mean? Like, I think it's important because like, you know, when they say seeing red, you're so angry, you see red. You're so angry, you see red because it, it, it's it's the thoughts. It's like your energy field, right? Yeah. And it's just yeah. like, oh, like that's the lens you see through. And then when, if you can, you know, take those things and transmute them to not see red anymore, then you're seeing like a more positive, you know, like it just becomes more, it's just the, the view becomes more positive because it's literally what's around you yeah yeah okay so you know that like you know I, I like to focus on the practical but let's just talk about the metaphysical for something the energetic component of it if everything is energy right and we and our brains we decode so we are we are reset like we're receptors of information and then like we decode it and then we put out an energy based on our actions, our thoughts, our emotions. And it's this constant thing. So if I'm having positive emotions, ooh, Miss Hoozy. <laughs> if I'm having positive thoughts, actually creating positive emotions, I'm now putting that out there. And now as a magnet, I'm bringing in other things. It truly is a scientific thing. Google it. Okay. This is not just me getting all woo-woo on you. This is what's happening. 
So our energy field, depending on how much energy we put out, it expands, or I wouldn't say it contracts, but it expands depending on how much energy we put out. So if I'm continuing just energetically, it doesn't have to be through my conversation with you. It doesn't have to be if just energetically, if I'm constantly having negative thoughts, heavy thoughts, frustrating thoughts, life is going to become more frustrating. It yeah. just is because what's coming towards me is reflecting that energy, right? And it is truly, truly a thing. Let me give you the example about the gallery. So anybody who has been watching us, I made a decision to sell the gallery about a month ago. And because of the nature of who I am, I like to do things quickly. Once I make the decision, quick to start. And I, you know, I like to get all my T's crossed and all my I's dotted. And so I had a, um, a, a realtor want to list it at $100,000 less than what I thought it was worth, right? And he was like, and he's commercial real estate. So, you know, serious guy, you know, accountant type. And he was just like, well, if you want it to sit for six months. And anyway, you had the conversation. I said, listen, if it sits for like a month or two and nobody bites, then, then we'll drop the price. But this is the number I want because I believe because I have, because that's just how I roll. I believe I'm going to get what I want, you know? So when he was walking after the conversation, he's walking out of the gallery, crack a joke. He turns around to me and I made a joke and I said, get me that number. And he laughed. And I said, mark my words, we're going to be laughing about this at some point. Right. And he leaves. And that was it. That was a Monday, Thursday. The listing went live Thursday evening. He showed it. Saturday, I got a uh, an offer. I'm dealing, I'm gonna go and tie things up today. An offer at full listing price. Now, my husband, who's always expecting everything to go wrong, and things do go wrong for him. Honest to God, he's like, "You're a freaking witch." He's like, "Look at you," and I'm like, "You don't understand. The only reason I'm able to do that, I'm not doing anything different than believing that I'm gonna get that." You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm not looking for, because he's already talking about, oh, well, on inspection, what if this happens? And I'm always like, it'll be fine. So he thinks I'm dismissing him and he gets annoyed with me, but I'm like, no, it will be fine. Because my thoughts told me so. <laughs> <laughs> my and, no and, but you also believe that if it's not fine. I'll make it fine. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> I will always make it fine. And that's so true. Like if I, if, if in a month, nobody was biting and we dropped it. Okay. That's fine too. Exactly. So, so now thank you for bringing that up because now you go back to a, what is truly my belief system. Well, my belief is everything is always working out for me. Right? So if that didn't work out, Oh, this is such a good point, Angela, because you bring us back full circle. If it doesn't work out the way I want it, then I adjust because I understand that even if I can't see it in this moment, that line about being myopic, I will not be so myopic that, oh my God, it has to be this in this way. Then I understand, okay, then maybe there's something I don't know. Maybe there's components that are all connected. But if my belief is that everything is always working out for me and I truly have faith in that and I truly believe it, then I can let go of what appears like it's not working out for me in this moment. So yeah. clearly that number was the best thing for me. But if it wasn't, I have the faith in that whatever it is, is the best thing for me. And yes. that's a really peaceful place to be. It's such a peaceful place. And you've even had um, 
you kind of like opened it up to people in the community that know the gallery that you've been working with or friends with, and there has been interest. Yes. And, yes. and it was like, and, and there was like, you were like, listen, I'll do this price because it will, you know, we don't have to worry about a realtor and all that kind of stuff. And it didn't work out. Yeah. And you were like, okay, well, I'm just made with the, I'll the realtor, the realtor then. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <All right. laughs> exactly. Because there's a tendency and I, and Angela, I know you could totally relate to me on this. There's a tendency that we, we meet because we're so motivated to to get attached to what it should be and force the issue. I had one friend that was interested enough that I was sending her all this paperwork, sending her the survey, said she was going to talk to her husband and she was going to get back to me like that weekend. A previous version of myself would have been up her ass. Yeah. But I never got back to her because if she was interested, if it was in all of our best interest, she would have gotten back to me and I let yeah. it go. And then I had another situation with, with another friend and then somebody else contacted me and a previous version of myself would have chased them down because I was worried because I didn't believe it was working out for me because I had to force it. Right. Yeah. And now that I've let go of that aspect of myself where I have to force things, I'm like, okay. And it goes with all the other recommend mammoths, release of, it, of attachment. You know what I mean? Like just allowing things to be like all of those things. It just, there's, there's a much nicer flow. Yeah. 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 And what I love, um, something else that you put in the, in the rather I shall part was about how everything is connected, even though we may not know. Yes. And what I, so, so I have faith that whatever is happening is in my best interest for my goals and dreams. Like, yes. I believe that too. Yes. You know what I mean? However it's working out is how it's supposed to be. I'm supposed to learn something. Like I always look for yeah. the positive. Yeah. But what I love is the hindsight and connecting <laughs> those dots. You know what I mean though? It's so fun. It's like putting together a puzzle. You're like, oh, that's why that happened in 1985. <laughs> yes. Yes, totally. The hind hindsight's a little bit of a kick in the ass too though. You know what I mean? You're like, it's ah. it, but but when it's fun, because like, okay, so like, um, for, for major, major example, okay, my daughter, and we're going to be airing this episode next week. So it will be on the other side of this, uh -huh. I'm taking my daughter to college on Thursday. And, uh, it's, it's much more emotional than I really thought I'd be, mm -hmm. you know, like I'm very like, oh my God, cause there's so much about it. It's not just her going to college. Yeah. It's so much like, where do I let go? Motherhood, all this stuff. Yeah. Um, but when Maddie was younger, um, she lived with her father for a couple of years. I was the visiting parent and it sucked. It like, it nearly broke me. Um, but we, we communicated every single day. I was a part of like her schooling going on. Like I was there, I was, I was up her ass, even though I didn't live with her at yeah. that moment. And so I was able to like, we, we got through that. She's living, she's here now. Everything's awesome. Um, and I, I'm a, I was able to say to her, listen, we've done this before. We've done this before. And we've like, we were okay then. And you were little, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. you didn't know how to pick up the phone and call me and talk about your feelings. Like we've come so far, but if we can survive that, this is like nothing, you know, yeah. this is nothing. And I think there's, all, there's so much to it. So all those things that, uh, like that, that lead to, and even like with the business, you know what I mean? Like all the branding work I've done, all the agency work that I've done, you know, just like how it all leads to what we're doing today. It's just yeah. like, oh, that's why that experience happened. Uh, yeah, like I tutored for the SAT for years and how to write college essays and, and all the grammar <laughs> stuff. Oh, I'm going to be editing grammar. 
got it. But it's like kind of like, am I was I doing that to prepare for the editing books, or is the editing books just the obvious thing because I did that? Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. But I, yeah. I do want to um, I, I do want to comment on the obvious question of how do you have faith when everything is a shitstorm in front of you? You know what I mean? And it's really, really important because it is hard to have faith because I have all these things that I've been working towards, working towards, that I'm watching these things start to come to fruition. And I'm still like in meditation, like, please just give me a sign. It's going to be okay. But yet <laughs> my words are, I know it's going to be okay. And I'm like, come on, yeah. just, you know, and, but we did this yesterday, Dana. Yeah, let's do it again today too. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, so I get, especially when you're in the middle of the shit show, I get how it's difficult to to trust that everything's always working out for you but here's what i've learned to do i have learned to trust my physical and emotional guidance systems but i've <laughs> learned to really trust how something makes me feel the slightest ick has become for me so sometimes we live in the ick and we have to like get through that and then be able to like hone our like you don't know you're in, you don't, you know don't even know. Yeah. But the yeah. slightest ick, I'm like, all right, this isn't right for me. Like there's got, there's some sort of like navigation system. And I'll just give you an example, Angela, you will appreciate this. When Angela and I reconnected, we're going back several years ago when she was doing one of her steps and apologizing for, you know, being a douche in college. Just kidding. But, uh, but no, we, true yeah. story. But when she was doing that, so now we're connected. Now we see each other on like Facebook and stuff. And then I like, I had this, this, I saw this thing about Eddie Vedder's huge Pearl Jam fan. And I reached out to her. So there was a little bit, but it wasn't anything other than just the typical reaching out to somebody on Facebook. Then Angela lost her son. I reached out to her. I had a not nearly as tragic, but a similar experience a few years prior. And again, reached out to her. So the connection has been made. When Angela reached out to me to paint this painting for her of her and her children, when she reached out to me, something happened to me. I understood. Remember, we're like barely strangers. We haven't seen each other since 1992. Something I knew this painting was important and I treated it as such. Now I do commissions all the time, right? But I treated it as such. And I remember we joke, it went from an 11 by 14 to <laughs> now wound up being a 36 by 36, cost more to friggin' shift than it did <laughs> than the painting cost. And, and, but it was like when I was painting it, I remember even people come to the gallery, I'm like, and they're like, oh, that's really special. I'm like, I know. And I knew it was more special than like anything that I had done in a long time. But in hindsight, because it's a beautiful, you know, clear vision, I came to understand that somewhere in my soul understood the importance of the connection between me and Angela, because that relationship would flourish and turn into all these things that we were doing. But how could I know that at the time? Right. The only thing I knew at the time is that I had to trust that it's important to do this painting. It feels really good. And then just continue the relationship as a result of it. And then Angela can go a step further with it by going, oh, I think I want to do intuitive guidance with Dana. And then here we go. Right. Yeah. So when we are in these situations, if something doesn't feel good, those red flags are red for a reason. <laughs> you know what I mean? And those, you know, those good feelings, whether it be the chills or just being giddy or having a lot of energy that for me crying, I know, but for me crying, it's pushing us in the right direction. So if we could keep that in mind when we are entrenched in our emotions, becoming myopic because of the situation and just take a second and breathe. And just be like, how does it feel? And go from there. It, it could be a game changer for you. Oh, yeah, it's awesome. That's awesome. And it's so true. It's so true. It's the, 
the the ick part especially mm-hmm. um for for us you know for me um has been a big one for me because i i, I i've gone on ignoring it so many times you know what i mean so many times we all it just have. gets we all yeah have. yeah and uh but i you know to to nip things in the bud when you get the first little bit of an ick or the realization that there's an ick because like, again, like if you're sitting in mud for 20 years, you don't know that you're sitting in mud. Yeah, you're not like, oh, I got something on me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, like my family, like the whole issue with my family, it's like I kind of like came out of the mud and I'm like, wait a minute, this doesn't so seem right. But that was like, you know, 49 years or 48 years. Yeah, ago. you have you, you, you wouldn't know any better. You know, when I was getting married, the whole thing with my father, I was my father was not coming to my wedding for my whatever my reasons were with my mother out of respect for my mother. And I swear to you, I felt like I had swallowed like a, uh, an anvil. Like I was like, oh, oh, and but I didn't know. Oh, I don't have to do it this way. Like I didn't know because I was yeah. head to toe in mud. And when I took yeah. a second and like stepped back and was like, wait a minute, it doesn't have to be this way. Immediately, it's like I got rid of that anvil and was able to, uh, oh my God, have one of the greatest days of my life. I know you're beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Um, so, okay. I want to post the, the rubber ducky post picture right there from your wedding. (laughs) The one where where Rob has the, Oh, when we were with the (laughs) ducky Momo. (laughs) I love that one. I love that one. It was the next day on the beach, but yeah, we were having all these silly pictures and then they were like, okay, you know, they wanted us to look nice. The doctor wanted us to look nice. And we were all like, you know, the picture of the farmers, (laughs) You know, like the serious yeah. barber, that was us over the but yeah. The best picture yeah. ever, so we'll post that. <laughs> um, that was a good day. Um, cool. Do we Before we wrap up and, and go into our, our closing spiel, is there anything else? I mean, that was awesome as far as like the ninth recommandment goes and, and uh, the whole big picture and how everything's connected and having faith. Yeah, yeah. I don't think that there's anything else to say, but I had the thought because we're doing, we're going to do the 10th recommandment. We're going to, oh, we're going to do our letter. We'll talk about that in a second. But at, when we do the 10th recommandment, I really want to talk about how they're all interwoven. You know, it's nice yeah. to have them compartmentalized, but when you're doing all of them, oh my yeah. God. Yeah. Yeah. And and you can see it. You can see how the, oh, my emotional guidance system and, and uh, my attachment to that thing and I'm not aligned over there. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. So it's awesome. Um, and that was kind of a cool start to the wrap up, which makes sense because we're at the ninth recommend. Yeah. So, um, okay. So, so you alluded to the letter. Um, so uh, if, if anybody's watched our previous episodes, Dana. <laughs> we were on a break. <laughs> <laughs> we pip off it. Oh my god, it's like such a friends thing, right? This would this would have been like a whole season of friends. Um we Dana and I had like a, a major pivot moment in our business and our relationship. Yeah. And she sent me a, a a scathing breakup letter and I was really pissed off. <laughs> it's such a breakup letter, people. And so we decided that we're going to um, at the end after we do the tenth recommandment before we close the season, we're going to uh, we're going to share the letter with you guys so you can help solve the debate. Was it a breakup letter? Or was Dana's intentions pure? And she just wanted the best for me. Oh my god, you're <laughs> such a twist. You are such a twist. Listen, I, I did, and I'm not going to. We're obviously not going to do this. We're not going to do this now. 
But uh, <laughs> we'll, t- we'll table this. But I will say that a couple of times that the letter has come up, it came up with the misfits. It came up, you know, the other day. People have asked me about it. Like, what's with this letter, you know? And I actually went back and looked. I, know, I went back and, and looked at it. I'm like, was it that bad? And I read it and I was like, oh my God, I am lovely. <laughs> So Dana calls it. Dana calls delivering a bad information. Give them a shit sandwich. You know, the bread on the outside say something nice. The shit in the middle, and then they say pro con pro, nice. motherfucker, pro con pro. Is, it is a total shit sandwich. But it was so. lovely. I was it was so graceful and lovely, and I'm like, oh my god, we need to read this. And so it was people... it was a shit sandwich with poopourri sprayed on it. Oh. It's... <laughs> <laughs> it was lovely. And meanwhile, yeah, yeah, Angela's letter back was like, well, that's all I have to say. Well, no, I, I had <laughs> business to take care of, so I was coming up with solutions, as any good founder would do. <laughs> so we will, we will share this with you guys. Um, and then, okay, so then we're going to do the letters to close out the season. So stay tuned for that. It's going to be in a couple episodes. We've got a special guest coming up again in September. Um, and we're also uh, super excited because season four is going to launch with Dana's second book, the follow-up, uh, Beyond the Ten, Decoding the Woo-Woo. And uh, we're going to get like, you know, into the metaphysics slash practicality of, of all of this stuff. And it's kind of like, how'd you say it? Like woo-woo, I mean, Ten Rex was getting your head out of your ass. When I, woo-woo is like take it to the stars <laughs> take it to the stars so. yeah yeah 10 rex is because remember we we you have to clean out the engine get all the gunk out and stuff for it to purr you have to do that first and so many people want to drag race hmm. while their engine is still a big pile of shit you know what i mean right. so 10 rex teaches you so eloquent Lovely. I know. Lovely. I know. She wrote books, friends. Yeah. She wrote books. <laughs> <laughs> but you have to clean that out first. And until you commit to yourself and tend to whatever it is that's keeping you stuck, there is no woo-woo. There is no magic. There is none of that. So we start here and then we take you to the heavens. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> No, but it's it's super important. And uh, our friend Anya Joubert, she says she has a really great way of of making the spirituality um, very very practical yeah. in a professional yep. setting yep. And, yep. Ma- and mainstreaming this 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 thing that we're all going through. We're all going through this stuff. There's just no no names to it. So Dana takes like energy alignment manifestation and shows you how you're doing that, even though you don't realize you're doing. Yeah, it. yeah. And, and you know, manifestation could be those negative thoughts swimming around your head, you're manifesting the experience and it's negative. Yeah. So it works, it works all, all the way through. And there is a lot of science behind it. And there is a lot of evidence to be true. Because it's true. Because it's true. You just got to find the evidence. But, you know, and I'll say it over and over. I'm not a scientist. I'm not a doctor. You know what I mean? I'm just, I don't tell you who I am. I think you figured it out. By now. But <laughs> I tell you, I know clown. shit. Yeah, freaking clown show. But, uh, but the thing that's beautiful about woo woo is I was not searching for a spiritual experience. I was just listening to whatever my guts were telling me to do. And I was doing it. And the more I did it, the, and the more I uh, leave, um, uh, cut the ties with things that were no longer serving me, 
the more of the beautiful spiritual stuff I was experiencing. And then I would get involved or interact or even see online, you know, the, the guru types that were telling you what these things were. And I was like, my experience is telling me otherwise, or at least making it make sense to me and not it being all new out there. And I was like, oh, I have to share this with people. So I tell my story of how I um, unlocked it, so to speak, and then um, put it in layman's terms, essentially. Yeah, you made it attainable. Yeah. It yeah. feels unattainable when you hear these uh these, these, these gurus and these people who are sitting up on their mountains, basically, you yeah, know, like, yeah. yes, I'm going to go to uh, ayahuasca retreats in Costa Rica and my whole life is going to change because I threw open a bucket with other people. <laughs> First of all, don't forget shit not, in not the not woods. No, but here's the thing. Here's the thing about that. That's okay too. I'm not saying I haven't eaten a mushroom or two just to like, you know, clear things up. You know what I mean? That's okay too. But when you start leaning on, we'll do another whole episode of this. When you start leaning on things outside of you to save you and, 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 and um, not, not be responsible or accountable for saving yourself, then you're a little bit misguided. That's all I'm saying. I think we should stop yeah. here because again, I've, there's a soapbox right here. I'm about to get on. I, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. Okay, 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 okay. okay. It's right there. Right. Say it. <laughs> All right, everybody. So thank you very much. Stay tuned uh, for um, a little ep a little ad from our, you know, from our sponsor, <laughs> so to speak. Um, and uh, and yeah, please comment below if you have any questions, any thoughts on, uh, you know, how how things are going for you based on what we talked about today. We would love to hear from you. And um, peace out. We were on a break. <laughs> You're so fucking bitch. <laughs> Everyone has a story. I have a story. You have a story. We all have a story. As I see it, you have three choices. Allow your story to define you, use it to excuse you, or utilize it as a method to empower you. It's your life. You have the power. You choose. Rewrite your story on finduniquelyyou.com.